You are now tuned in to the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to the Herd and 10 podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fertinsky. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and 10 podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fertinsky. You can find me on Twitter at NFL. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Herd and 10. So just search Herd and 10 or Herd and 10 podcast. We are so excited to have you listening. I need to just take a moment to thank you all again. Our numbers continue to increase. It means so much to me. I put so much effort into this show and it's just so nice to hear How many of you are checking in every single week to listen to our brand new episodes every Friday? So let's get right into this episode. There's a couple things I want to cover and then we will have a break and we have a really exciting guest on later. We have reporter for the Yankees and for the New York Jets, Max Goodman of Sports Illustrated. Super nice guy, really knowledgeable. He is a new reporter for the Jets, so I think he brings a lot of fresh takes. And of course, we're going to talk Bills as well and get his perspective on what the Buffalo Bills have accomplished. So really, that part of this episode is going to be an awesome thing to listen to. So please just stick around for this whole episode because I'm telling you, Max has a lot of great things to say, both about the Jets and about the Bills. So to start this episode, I want to cover the salary cap. So the Bills are in an interesting scenario here because they didn't have a lot of salary cap room, but they managed to make some space. They made a few moves. They trimmed Stefan Diggs's contract. Well, they gave him more bonus, therefore restructuring and allowing them to clear about $8 million. So the Bills have roughly, I think it's about... 11 million to spend. And it's kind of surprising at this point that they have not spent it. I would have thought that at this point in time, they would have spent it either on Richard Sherman or Zacherts. That's that's really where I see the money going. And I think either of those guys would be an excellent addition. We've done some episodes about that, so I'm not going to get into too much detail. What I really want to cover is the salary cap situation for all the other teams in the AFC East. Let's start with the Miami Dolphins. They only have about $6.5 million left to spend. So that's great news. Bad news is they've spent a lot because they have a really good team. Now, I'm not super concerned about them because I don't know if their quarterback situation is solved. 
They have Tua Tungavailoa entering his second year. And everything around him is really good. They have a strong defense. They have some key pieces on the offensive side of the ball. But they don't necessarily have a quarterback yet. At least we haven't seen him develop. At least we haven't seen him get to the point where I would be concerned about the Dolphins. Their team is really good. But without a really good quarterback, it's very hard to compete. Especially against a team like the Buffalo Bills, who have one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. So they have $6.5 million left. So not a whole lot. I don't expect them to bring in any big names. And I don't necessarily think they can unless they move some other key pieces. Next team, you have the New England Patriots. And they still have a lot of money left to spend. They have just over $20 million. And that's really surprising because they went crazy this offseason. They signed a lot of big name players. Key pieces being Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. So their tight end situation is now about as good as it's been in a long time. We know the Patriots have had a lot of success having two great tight ends. And they have that now. Now, they of course also have issues at quarterback. With the question of whether it's going to be Mac Jones, is it Cam Newton? I don't necessarily think either option this season is going to be great. I don't think Cam Newton is what he was. I don't think we need to be concerned about him. And with Mac Jones, I mean, he could be good in his rookie season, but I don't know if he's going to be good enough to really triumph the AFC. I don't see him beating the Bills and taking over the division. I think Mac Jones could be a really good quarterback, but I don't see that happening in his rookie season. But they still have over $20 million left. They could easily... Bring in another guy. They could easily make a move for another quarterback. They could go and get Deshaun Watson. It's still an option. We know he wants out. So there's a chance that them in Houston could come up with a deal. Of course, they could also bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. It appears that the San Francisco 49ers are moving on from him. Or if they're not moving on from him now, they're going to be moving on from him soon. And if that's the case... Maybe the Patriots want him back. So the fact that they have this kind of money, the fact that Belichick has this kind, Bill Belichick has this kind of money to spend, it's concerning. The New England Patriots team is really good. They just don't have a quarterback. Honestly, it's not that different than the Miami Dolphins. Except for the fact that you have Bill Belichick. And, of course, you have 20-plus million dollars. So you could get another quarterback. You could get a guy that could start right away this season and threaten the Bills. So that definitely is a concern for me. I'm not concerned with what they have now. I'm concerned with what they could do with that kind of money. And then finally, you have the New York Jets. They have just over $35 million. They've brought in some good players as well. And they still have a lot of money. They brought in Corey Davis. They they have some young talent. Of course, I'll be talking with Max Goodman a little later from Sports Illustrated about the Jets and about the guys they brought in and about some of those rookie players that they have, also known as Zach Wilson, their new quarterback. But they still have $35 million. Now, I don't know if they're going to spend it all. 
they're still sort of in that rebuilding phase. I don't know if they're going to blow it all, but the fact that they have that kind of money does allow them to really scour free agency and look for the best pieces. And if there's a great player sitting there, they might decide to bring him in. Or if things are looking good for them and they're looking good in preseason, they may want to pick up a few more good veteran players if they feel like there's a chance that they could get rolling. If they feel like Zach Wilson is developing faster than expected. So again, even if it's not something they use this season, having that kind of money, knowing that they can then spend it next year if they show some potential this year is also scary. They are definitely financially in a really good state now. They have a lot of money to spend and they have a lot of young players that are not going to be making a lot of money for quite some time. So I would say right now, when I look at the AFC East, I think it's going to be a lot better every single year. In the next two to three years, I could see the AFC East being one of the better divisions in the NFL. Last season, we know it wasn't particularly strong. But when we look for the future, you see the New England Patriots rebuilding. You see them drafting a new quarterback. You see them bringing in a lot of good veterans. So if Mac Jones does play, he's going to have a lot of great weapons around him. Of course, you still have the Patriots' amazing defense as well. Then you have the Miami Dolphins, who have a really good team. They just don't necessarily have the answer yet at quarterback. But in his second year, Tua might show that he can be a franchise quarterback. So again, they could be of some concern. The Jets are a little further behind, but they're definitely building the right way now. They have a much better coaching staff. And most importantly, they potentially have their franchise quarterback in Zach Wilson. I think he could be a really good quarterback. And again, having that kind of money means that they can put the right pieces around him. So really all in all here, we have an AFC East division that is going to get stronger every year. And the Bills didn't necessarily get better they're not better coming into this season. But if they look the way they did last year, if Josh Allen looks the way he did last year, they should continue to be the kings of the AFC East. But they're definitely going to be challenged more and more every single year. So it's really important that the Bills are smart with their money and that they bring in the right pieces. And I really think that means spending the last few pennies that they have, the last few million that they have to bring in the final veteran pieces so they can hopefully take that next step and go to the Super Bowl and maybe win the Super Bowl this season because I think it's going to get harder every year after that. All right, quick break here. And then when we get right back, we're going to be talking with Max Goodman of Sports Illustrated. Thanks. It's the gift-giving season, and now there's a great card game that gives you action on any televised football game you watch. Just add your family, friends, and fun, and you have The Drive. Playthedrive.com. If you miss The Drive, you miss the party. Playthedrive.com. Hey, Bills Mafia. This has been a crazy year with a lot of changes good changes like the Patriots not sitting at the top of the AFC East. 
but this year has certainly brought some challenges and has made it harder for us all to connect with our fellow sports fans. If you are a big sports fan like me, then you need to join this new sports fan community called Playing the Field. Playing the Field has developed a dating and community app centered around our sports fan lifestyle. It is a great sports-focused interface from their profile trading cards in your favorite team's colors down to their bubblegum in-app currency. The best part is that right now, while they're still in beta, it is 100% free to join. And you also get extra in-app bubblegum that you can trade in when their premium features get added in a few months. Go to playthefielddating.com and sign up now to buddy up, recruit teammates, or find your MVP. Also, be sure to check out their podcast, The Fan Experience, where they interview sports fans just like you and me and let them share their fan experiences. The Fan Experience is live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can't have a team without a mate. Go and find one now at playthefielddating.com. Welcome back to the Herd and 10 podcast. We have an exciting guest in Max Goodman. He works for Sports Illustrated. Now he focuses both on the Jets and the Yankees. And although this is MLB time, we're actually going to be talking about the Jets. So we're going to have Max really focusing in on the Jets and forgetting about the Yankees for, for a moment in time here. Max, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find your content? Absolutely. First off, thanks for having me. I'll, I'll Like you said, I'll try to go a little NFL mode here. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very active on, on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at MaxTGoodman. But you can find both my Yankees and Jets content over on SI. It's just si.com slash MLB slash Yankees or slash NFL slash Jets. Um, Jets country is the Jets site and inside the pinstripes is the Yankees site. We're just we're just doing gang green today. So so forget about the Yankees, right? Exactly, exactly. Look, the Jets have some things to be excited about, and that's really what I want to focus on. Let's start with the quarterback play. You draft a guy in Zach Wilson who a lot of people are really, really excited about. I think people have been excited of what they've seen in training camp and OTAs. I want to get your take on rumblings going around in the media, what you think of Zach Wilson and if he really is ready to be an NFL player and really lead this jet squad or is this more of a test and learn type of season? Well, I'll preface my answer by giving just a little bit of background because I'm new to covering this team, which I guess will give me a, a unique perspective because I wasn't around for the entirety of, of Sam Darnold's den, uh, tenure, for example. So I started midway through last season. It was right around when they lost the Chiefs in November, I think it was. Um, so I only experienced the very end of Darnold's era and the end of the Gase era. And this offseason, I've been witnessing all of these changes that this team has made. 
Uh, one of them, arguably, arguably the biggest one is, is, as you mentioned, Zach Wilson. And as much as I haven't been at OTAs and, and mini camp and all of that stuff, just seeing clips online, listening to Wilson speak to the media and, and how he's handling himself, the way that he's starting to grow relationships with his new teammates and go to Islanders games with the offensive line and, and, and blossom in, into his leadership role, even if he's brand new. I think everything has, has been going well so far. And for him to go second overall, it means that they, they really trust in the kid and, and know that he's a, a talented asset after such an incredible, what was it, his junior season at BYU, really transforming into such a, a highly touted prospect. I think he's going to fit well into this new offense with Mike LaFleur and, and Robert Sala and with all of the other pieces that the Jets are, are bringing in this offseason, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to as well. This organization isn't making the same mistake that they did with Darnold and injuries are a factor and underperforming is a factor too, but it felt like Darnold looking back just was never surrounded by the right group to, to foster his success. And now Wilson hasn't taken an NFL snap yet, but he's already in this building that's building a, a, a contender by drafting an offensive lineman in the first round, trading up to get Elijah Vera Tucker, drafting Elijah Moore, drafting a new running back, signing Tevin Coleman to make that running back room even better, bringing back Jamison Crowder. All of these moves this offseason has been in large part to make this offense better surrounded by their new centerpiece of the franchise. So I think that he's going to have a chance to really prove himself in this first year by being in a situation where everything else is, is lifting him up and making him more successful. Yeah. When we look at a comparison in the Buffalo bills, we have seen what it takes to build a really good, strong playoff Super Bowl contender. Now in the bills, we see that you can't just draft a quarterback and then leave him to fend for himself. You have to put those pieces around him. And it seems like Sam Darnold was not really given that opportunity. And we will never know what Sam Darnold could have become. But when we look at the Bills and you look at Josh Allen, who, will, of course, there were a lot of doubters, and he's now basically flipped that on its head because everyone knows now that Josh Allen is not only the leader of the AFC East, he's one of the, if not already, one of, well, arguably the best quarterback now in the NFL, being second to Aaron Rodgers in the MVP running. So we know that it can be done if you put the right pieces. I'm not convinced that Allen would be where he is today if they didn't bring in receivers that they brought in, if they didn't bring in the linemen they brought in. And I like that you talk about that because that's the difference this time for the Jets. When you see what they're surrounding Zach Wilson with, there is clearly some real talent there that can actually help him get better a lot faster. And even if it may take him two, three years to develop, he may be good enough to properly start in his rookie season and already make the Jets infinitely better than they were last season. I'm curious to know if you think the Jets are a threat yet to the Bills. Are they still so early on in that development? Because, of course, a lot of the pieces they're bringing in, most of them are young players or they're drafting players. So they're still really new. They're still really fresh. Maybe they're not ready for that next step. Right. I think we're looking at 
at the earliest contention, not this season, but the season after that, because again, New York has such a, a hall of draft picks that they're going to have in this next draft. I mean, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here. Uh, I think I predicted their, their schedule at one point, a couple weeks ago, like when the schedule came out, I think I gave them six or seven wins. I don't remember exactly, but even still since then, they've made a couple more moves. I mean, just bringing in uh, Morgan Moses the other day. I'll, I'll go back to in November, right around when I started the, the first time that I listened to a presser while covering the team with Joe Douglas, the, the general manager. And he talked about how he wants to build this team to success through the offensive line and through the draft, developing players internally and not just the offensive line, but the defensive line too. up front is where this team is going to excel and, and really, you know, prove that they're a formidable opponent to other teams. Remember, this is a two win team just a couple of months ago. And that initiative has been made clear this off season and, and trading up to go get Elijah Vera Tucker, a, a, a trade that costed them quite a bit, but they got their top guy. That's, a left guard to go right next to Makai Becton, who's a first rounder last year, the left side of their offensive line, you could argue is good to go for the next decade. I mean, injuries and, and stuff happens too, but all things considered, I think they're set on that side. Morgan Moses is an up upgrade on, on right tackle, allowing George Fant to be more of a, a swing tackle, or maybe even he could go to right guard. We'll see. Uh, but the changes that they're making now, you mentioned how young they are. They have so many young players, but by bringing in certain veterans, now they can start to help those youngsters develop. You give them 17 games this season. By the time next year, they've got a new class of rookies that they're going to be talented again. They've got a couple of first rounders. I think a lot of picks in the first couple of rounds, who knows, maybe that next year they could sneak into contention, maybe eight or nine wins or something. I'm just spitballing here, but in a couple of years, I think Bills fans are going to have to deal with this team, with this core that's starting to be built. Definitely. Look, it's it's something as a Bills fan, we're always keeping our eye on the rearview mirror. And you're always going to have other teams trying to challenge you. And in my opinion, at least, you know, you look at the entire AFC East. I don't know if New England's in the place where they need to be. I don't think they have a quarterback quite yet. Maybe with some development, they could be there but it appears Cam Newton might lead them again this season. So I'm not too worried about them. And then when you look at the Miami Dolphins, again, I just don't know if the quarterback play is there, but the Jets have Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson looks like he could be something really special. <laughs> As a Bills fan, of course, I hope that's not the case, but he definitely looks like he has that ability he has that improvisation that we see from Josh Allen. There's a lot of similarities there. Of course, he's not the same size, not necessarily as big, but he has a hell of an arm. And we could see that prior to the draft. He really looked like he brings something unique to this Jets offense. And I just want to cover one other piece here with the Jets. They drafted Elijah Moore. And there was some skeptics about him just based on his size and the fact that he is a little light. He's at 5'10", 178. I would argue he's probably even a little smaller than that. He definitely doesn't have great size. He's not like a guy like Denzel Mims, who hopefully will have a big season this year at 6'3", almost 2'10". 
Are you concerned at all with Elijah Moore's size? Because a lot of times we see this where a smaller receiver has a lot of success in college, but it doesn't necessarily translate in the NFL, particularly when you have a young quarterback who isn't necessarily going to be able to get him the ball as effectively maybe as a veteran. Well, I think that you can make the argument that other than Zach Wilson, if we're just talking about, you know, skill players on offense, Elijah Moore has been the most impressive so far at this point in the offseason, at least again, from, from what I've heard from other reporters and what I've seen on social media and the way that other players have talked about him and how Mike LaFleur and, and Robert Sala have praised the work that they've seen from him thus far. I mean, it seems like he's the type of player that's going to be in the building at, at, you know, 6 a.m. before everybody else getting extra work in and then shining during those improvisational, you know, seven on sevens and, and whatever they're doing at, at OTAs and mini camp, just starting to gel with these new teammates. Having Zach Wilson have the opportunity to work with Elijah Moore so much this offseason is going to be a key as well. Because remember, uh, I believe Mims was not out there every day. Same with Corey Davis as they were, you know, deciding if they wanted to be there and working through some, some minor injuries. And then Jamison Crowder was just brought back. What is it? A couple of weeks ago now. So Elijah Moore was one of the primary receivers for Wilson, obviously in, in rookie mini camp, he's, he's brand new and he was a centerpiece of this class, but that extra time for them to work together and just hang out and learn the offense together who knows, maybe a couple games into the season, if one of those other three receivers that I mentioned, or even Keelan Cole, you can mention him as well from free agency. If one of those guys happens to get hurt and more gets slotted into an even bigger role, I think that he's going to have a good year. And I think that, you know, you could talk about his size, but the the playmaking ability and the speed that he has, I think even uh, Boyer, the special teams coach was talking about, uh, just how he could even have an impact in like the return game and, and doing stuff on special teams. So I think we're going to see him wear a lot of hats this year, even on, on, on offense in terms of where he's lining up at wide receiver too. Uh, but, you know, you look at the film of what he did at, at Ole Miss, uh, a receiver, um, you know, factory at this point with, with Metcalf and, and all those guys that have come out of there, I, I have high expectations for what he's going to do this year. And again, like I mentioned at the very beginning, he's working really hard and that's going to go a long way as he, you know, builds a, a, an NFL career with this team. Final question for you here. And this is somewhat bills related because the bills let him go after this season. And that's tight end Tyler Croft. He didn't have a great tenure with the bills really over his entire career. He's been plagued by injuries. He's a talented guy who just can't seem to stay healthy. But from what I've read, he's really impressed so far over camp. And I think there's some people surprised at how nicely he's fit in, not only on the field, but off the field and in the locker room. I want to know if you have a take on the tight end position, because there's quite a few guys fighting and battling it out either for tight end one or tight end two. Is it possible that Tyler Croft could be the leader of the Jets tight end position. Uh, it's, it's very possible. I mean, I just, as you were asking that question, I pulled up the depth chart and he's right up there with these other guys on this roster in terms of experience. And, you know, I remember when he, when he signed a couple of months ago, I think it was that he has some, 
you know, solid games in his NFL career. You mentioned he was with the Bills, but, you know, he's got seven years under his belt, I think it is. Uh, at this point, I think Chris Herndon is still the starter. Obviously, he's had a bit of a, I guess you could say, a tumultuous career with some highs and lows, such a really quality rookie season, but then battling a propensity for for dropping the football and getting hurt and losing all of 2019. Um, the expectations with him are pretty high. I remember uh, maybe it was even last week, but recently um, LaFleur, the, the offensive coordinator, was talking about the tight end room and just how talented that group is, but that you know, Chris Herndon is, is a, a, a really quality tight end. And, you know, he even attended a tight end university the other day. I, I don't know if Croft was there. I don't recall seeing anything about him being there, but yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting group. We'll see how, how they adjust to this new offense that that's like the, the, the 49ers type of offense, an offense that really does utilize tight ends and they don't have the, the, you know, the big names like the 49ers do, but if Herndon scuffles again, maybe they start to give other guys more playing time. I mean, just again, looking at the depth chart, Ryan Griffin has a lot of experience. It looks like he is the most experienced of anyone in that room right now, but Trevin Wesco has been around. Uh, Daniel Brown is there as well. And we'll see what other moves they make in terms of, you know, bringing in Kenny Yeboah as a um, out of Ole Miss, the undrafted free agent. Maybe he can make some noise in, in training camp and, and somehow, you know, maneuver his way onto the roster as well. So don't be surprised if, if Croft does well, again, injuries always happen. Uh, playing time is hard to predict in some ways at this point in the year, but with, with tight ends playing such a big role in this type of offense with a mobile QB, that's able to find, you know, weapons on offense at any point on the field, no matter where he is in the pocket or outside of it, uh, just a guy that's able to catch the football and, and, and make some plays would, would definitely be an asset for this team. So final take here, and I want to keep it Buffalo Bills related. Max, how impressed are you with what the Bills have done? As an outside perspective, as someone who's covering the Jets, covering the Yankees, covering New York teams, technically the Bills are the only New York team left right? They're the only team that plays in the state of New York as of now. What's your take on them? How impressive is it what they've done in such a short period of time where you've had Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott come in, take a franchise that has had basically no success in the last two, three decades, and just flip it completely around, draft the right guys, cut the right guys, and really build a strong base for longevity. Yeah, I mean, uh, some more background about me as I as I answer this. Uh, my family's from Miami, so I actually grew up more of a Miami Dolphins fan, uh, as much as I'm from New York City. Uh, so I I'm very accustomed to you know the Jets and the Giants as I was growing up with with all my friends being fans of of New York teams. I would always go visit Miami with with relatives and everything growing up. So those were the two teams that I followed the most, and I feel like you know, throughout my childhood, the bills were always just, you know, the laughing stock of the division. Like you would never really consider them to be a contender and just looking through their franchise history. It's so many third and fourth place, fifth place finishes over the last couple of decades. And then all of a sudden in these last few years, they just jumped up into such a legitimate contender. I mean, they were almost a Super Bowl team just last year. And I think that it's not out of the realm of possibility to see them take an even 
further step and and get to that pinnacle in this sport uh, in the next year or two. We'll see. I mean, Allen is is a revelation. He's like you said, one of the best QBs. I don't know if I'd put him in front of Mahomes and and Rogers at this point, but you know who knows? He 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 certainly certainly could play his way to an MVP. I I think that's not even that bold of a take. And you mentioned this a while ago. I mean, bringing in Diggs and having Beasley there as, as a leader in, in their wide receiver room, uh, having a, a talented defense and having the, the fan base that makes it such a, ta- a, a, a tough place to play with, with Bill's Mafia and, and the environment there and having to go there in the winter and, and try to beat a team when, when they're you know, running the football and have such a talented quarterback. I mean, it's it's a model that a lot of teams can follow moving forward, but it all does go back to a really talented coaching staff that knows what they're doing, and then a quarterback that's blossoming into one of the best in the league. And so for Jets fans, I mean, you can look at Wilson as maybe someone that could follow in that same trajectory as you build uh, the defense and, and surround your quarterback with weapons. Uh, maybe that's the same type of formula that they're trying to go after. But the Bills are definitely a... A good franchise now I think that what I led this question with and how they they weren't necessarily contenders when I was growing up and over these last couple decades uh that that's that's a thing of the past and we're going to see them in the postseason pretty much every year moving forward now I think it's definitely a nice change as a Bills fan no hopefully much much less suffering and look I think the Jets are definitely moving in the right direction as well I think you guys have a lot of exciting things I'm definitely going to be keeping a close eye on the Jets just for the plain reason. I want to see Zach Wilson. He's just exciting to watch, like just strictly entertainment purposes. He is a lot of fun to watch in college. He was fun to watch prior to the draft. He was fun to watch. There's a lot of hype around him. So I think a lot more people are going to be watching Jets games than we would normally see specifically outside of Jets fans and outside of Jets communities. But Max, thank you so much for coming on. If anyone wants to check him out again, go to SI.com. You can also check him out on Twitter at Max T. Goodman. Max, thank you so much. Take it easy. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. And enjoy the, uh, enjoy the Blue Jays up there for however much longer they're, they're in Buffalo. I've heard good things about Salem Field, and that's a really talented baseball team too. So as much as you're, you're focusing on football, try to maybe take in a game there if you're there or, or just root for them too. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, it's Joel Williamson, host of That Nerd Dad podcast. Look, finding time for yourself is an important part of parenting. It allows us to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. So tune in every week to talk about parenting, pop culture, and politics. Whether you're an exhausted parent looking for a laugh or a stone teenager who clicked on this by mistake, this is the podcast for you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, the Dean Blundell Network, or at thatnerddad.ca. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Hey, it's Brent. Hey, I'm Chris. We're the hosts of the Kids on the Escalator podcast on the Dean Blundell Network. We talk about the coolest stuff in the universe, like comic books, like movies, like video games, sometimes even some wrestling and things get a little out of hand. Currently, we're breaking down every single episode 
of the Book of Boba Fett, and it's pretty friggin' cool. Yes, it is. KidsOnTheEscalator.com, Dean Blundell Network. Good times. Ride, dudes.